What's up, fellow freaks? I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom, 10 minutes or less, no bullshit, no topic off limits. If any episode of the Ox has made your life better in some small way, please take a few seconds to send this podcast to someone else. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. The Humans of New York founder on Following the Wind and the Standout Stripper. Humans of New York is a media platform that features thousands of interviews with people on the streets of New York City. It was started by Brandon Stanton, a photographer who moved to New York City with dreams of making it in the Big Apple. For every Brandon Stanton that breaks out, there are thousands of others who the city eats alive. So what separated Brandon Stanton and his platform, Humans of New York, from the others who flame out or never see the light of day? In a recent interview with The Profile, a newsletter that features people and companies in business, tech, sports, entertainment, and more, Brandon Stanton revealed three key things that helped him propel Humans of New York to where it is today. Quick side note, I highly recommend the profile and am in no way affiliated with the newsletter other than being a happy subscriber. In Polina's own words, the founder of the profile, she asked herself before every newsletter, will the the reader learn something from this? I've certainly learned a lot from the profile and I also asked myself a similar question before every podcast I record is will the listener learn something from this? So without further ado, here are the three key things Brandon Stanton revealed in his interview with Polina, the founder of The Profile, and I will link the interview in the description of this podcast. I recommend checking out the full thing. So these are the three things that stood out to me. The first thing that Brandon talks about is posting four pictures a day for years on Facebook getting less than 100 likes on photos. This really resonated with me because it highlights the power of taking small, consistent action, which is something that I've been trying to do with podcasting. I started interviewing guests about two and a half years ago on the Oxoro podcast, which is where I put all of my guest interviews. And then I also have this podcast, The Ox, where I started doing these daily 10-minute insights about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And it started with 10 downloads for the first episode, maybe 30 downloads. And now thousands of people listen to each episode, which I'm extremely grateful for. And I still consider myself in those early stages of posting which Brandon talks about is that he put out four pictures a day for years on Facebook despite getting not that many likes on photos and so if you're doing it for the external reward the external gratification you're gonna burn out because it could take a few years it could take seven eight years sometimes it takes 10 years for things to pop that people do consistently and so if you're not figuring out ways to 
make yourself excited by the process, then you're going to flame out. And for me, that's something that I've been paying attention to really closely recently, especially, you know, a year into the aux where I'm putting out a 10 minute thing every day is how can I make it the most exciting for me? And when I feel burnt out, I pay attention to the things that I'm doing. And when I feel super excited, I pay attention to the things that I'm doing. And so I try to, I, the, the excitement comes first to me because I want this to be something I'm doing 10 years from now, 20 years from now, something that I'm fully sustaining myself off of podcasting. And you could apply that to whatever it is for you. So I think that four picture day mentality especially when you're not getting any traction early on is so important because that's when you can hone your process also when not that many people are paying attention. A year from now, maybe 100,000 people are listening to each episode of this podcast, which would be fucking amazing. That also means that a lot more people are paying attention. And so the mistakes that I make, the people that I forget to attribute things to, the the things that people like, the things that people don't like, I will be feeling all of that much more deeply. In the early stages, when you start something, I, you know, what does it matter if 30 people don't like an episode? Like, I I don't give a shit. I, I'm, I, I hope that they like it. It's not that I don't give a shit. It's just that it, it, it doesn't mean much in terms of the effect that's going to have on my psyche. So take advantage of those early years when you're experimenting experimenting when people are not paying as much attention to you and use it to hone your process for when people are going off the experimentation is while you're taking small consistent action or rather or rather going off of the the small consistent action the the posting for pictures a day for years on Facebook which is what Brandon Stanton did don't get so tied to your small consistent action that you forget to cultivate self-awareness and experiment, kind of take a step back and look at your actions, look at your process and ask yourself periodically, am I going in the right direction? And Brandon Stanton talks about on the profile, this time where he photographed a lady dressed in green. And for whatever reason, he decided to put a quote with the picture on Facebook. And he never put a quote with the picture before. And when he put the quote along with the the lady in green on Facebook, he got more likes than any other photo he put up at the time, which for him was over 100 likes. And this was still in the beginning stages. And according to him, that was a key moment in the transition that led to the humans of New York uh, that people know today, which, you know, gets hundreds of thousands and millions of likes on each photo, millions of visitors uh, every week, every month. In that moment, when he posted the quote on the picture and it popped off, he realized that people are just as interested in learning about the people as they are in seeing the people. And a direct quote from the interview is Brandon Stanton says, when I feel the wind blowing in a different direction, I'd be willing to drop everything and follow that wind. Again, he says, when I feel the wind blowing in a different direction, I'd be willing to drop everything and follow that wind. So he was for years posting pictures on Facebook, not quoting, not not uh, putting a quote or putting a caption. 
And then he put a quote from this person and it blew up the lady in green. He refers to her as. And so don't be so tied to your actions that you aren't willing to experiment. An example that, you know, I'm currently trying to work on right now with experimentation is TikTok. Something that has exploded the podcast downloads for me and exploded the amount of traffic to the Auxoro website is TikTok. I thought TikTok was stupid as fuck in the beginning. It was people dancing and only dancing and this weird phenomenon that wasn't really going to stick. I was actually on TikTok a few years ago, posted a couple videos and then got bored of it and my account stayed stagnant. And then earlier on in quarantine, around May or June, I started a TikTok account. I I made an account for Auxoro and I kind of tossed around these ideas with my brothers, some funny, some educational, but kind of following a similar thing with the Aux podcast is, will someone learn something from this video? And so I just started experimenting, putting out a video every day, sticking to it, sometimes two, three videos a day, because it really doesn't take long to make a 15 second, 30 second TikTok video. It's an extra 20 minutes a day to make two or three of these. So it's something that's super low effort. And after a few weeks, I had a thousand followers and I realized it took me years, uh, probably a year and a half to build a thousand followers on Instagram. And then a couple months after that, I had 10,000 and what I'm three months in now and I have 125,000, 126,000 followers on TikTok, which is fucking insane. And I accredit, yes, some of that to the content that I'm putting on TikTok, but a lot of it is kind of me riding the wave of TikTok that I wouldn't have discovered if I didn't put a few videos up and some of them explode. And I think there's something about... TikTok's algorithm that allows videos to explode in a way that it doesn't on other platforms. For example, I have a thousand followers. I've maybe 1300 something now on Instagram. I will never post a video on Instagram that will get randomly 2 million views with only a thousand followers that just never happens if your video doesn't do well or your picture doesn't do well in the first 30 minutes it's probably not going to do well tiktok's algorithm is interesting because there are so many small accounts where the follower count yes it matters but also it allows you to blow up simply by people sharing it and based on the the watch time it pushes it to more people And I don't know exactly what TikTok's algorithm is. There are people that are more knowledgeable on that than me. But I do know that part of the reason that I blew up on TikTok, like quote unquote blow up, because, you know, there are people with millions of followers. One of the reasons is that when I had very few followers, for whatever reason, I had some videos that were getting shared in the hundreds of thousands and millions, and that drew more people to my account and allowed me to get more traction. That's something that never would have happened on Instagram and even YouTube to some extent. It's really hard to fire off a video on YouTube that is really good quality, and it, it for whatever reason, it's just not as organic. I see YouTube videos all the time that I think are fucking amazing that have 500 views. 
And I'm like, damn, this needs 5 million. But on TikTok, it gives creators more of a chance and gives creators the tools to blow up. Okay, so number one was small, consistent action. Number two is experimentation. Number three is being open to learn from anyone. And in the interview with the profile, Brandon Stanton says, quote, find what someone's struggling with and you can find the one thing that they can speak to with more wisdom than anybody else. This is something that I need to get better at with podcasts and something that's obviously helped Brandon grow Humans of New York is that he's treated everyone as someone that you can learn from. And so something that I've gotten better at over time and I'm always going to be getting better at is that realizing that when a conversation isn't going well on a podcast or outside of a recorded conversation, 99% of the time, I need to make that on me for not being present enough, not being interested enough, or not finding the thing that makes that person's eyes light up, not being open to finding that person's struggle, maybe not doing enough research before an interview. Uh, That's happened sometimes where I'll just kind of like half-ass the the research in the beginning. Now I'm much more meticulous about it. And then I'll find something later that would have been super exciting to talk about. And I'm like, fuck, like, how did I not see that? And so when I feel a conversation not going well, I try to make that on me. And that has a lot to do with what Brandon's talking about, where if you want to make people interesting, find the thing that they're struggling with. The best way to be interesting is to be interested and people will always talk about themselves and talk about their struggles so if you can find that thing you can make yourself become more interested that's what i've realized over time is that making yourself interested in things is something that you can practice you can practice being interested in things by the end of today i could make myself interested in pillows if i wanted to i'm staring at a pillow right now in my bedroom recording this, I don't give a fuck about this pillow, but I'm sure there's something about pillows I could make myself interested in (laughs) by the end of the day, the quote unquote struggle of the person who invented the pillow. I'm sure there's a super interesting story behind it. Um, But yeah, be, be open to learning and that will certainly help you connect with more people to build your platform and it obviously helped Brandon uh, build humans of New York. And then the last thing, a bonus, you can consider this number four, is that according to Brandon, the story of a stripper, which I will also link in the description of this podcast, a stripper named Tanqueray helped take humans of New York to the next level, kind of like the lady in the green dress. And Tanqueray is one of the most widely read features of humans of new york and so i wanted to read that caption here and again i'll link the tank array feature in the description of the podcast along with the profile interview so you can follow along the caption of tank array reads my stripper name was tank array back in the 70s i was the only black girl making white girl money i danced in so many clubs that I earned, I danced in so many mob clubs that I learned Italian. Black girls weren't even allowed in some of these places. Nothing but guidos with their pinky rings and the one long fingernail they used for cocaine. I even did a full 20 minutes in the place they filmed Saturday Night Fever. But I made my real money on the road. Three grand on some trips. 
every time Fort Dix had their payday, they'd bring me in as a feature and call me Miss Black Universe or some shit like that. I had this magic trick where I'd put baby bottle tops on my nipples and squirt real milk. And then I'd pull a cherry out of my G-string and feed it to the guy in the front row. But I never used dildos on stage or any shit like that. Never fuck the booking agents. Never fuck the clients. In fact, one night after a show, I caught another dancer sneaking off to the Tate Hotel with our biggest tipper. Not allowed. So the next night, we put a little itching powder in her G-string. Boy, should de- <laughs> Boy, did she put on a show that night. Didn't see her again until the longest yard with Burt Reynolds. So I guess she finally fucked the right one. End quote. I thought that story was brash. I thought it's it, it's honest. It's beautiful. And people know when they're being bullshitted. So I guess my number four would be don't censor yourself to fit how you want your audience to perceive you. Write things, record things, make things that excite you and the right people will find you. And that's what Brandon has done with his interviews and his captions and his photos. And the right people have found him. And that happens to be hundreds of millions of people. My worst nightmare would be to create content that doesn't inspire me, gain 10 million followers, and then be stuck making shit that doesn't make me feel alive. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. So that's what I think about every time I want to adjust my content so others will perceive me in a certain way. If it doesn't excite me, I'm not fucking doing it. And so thank you, Brandon, for shining a light on that. My challenge to you and a continuing challenge to myself is to use the three things or the four things that we've talked about, the posting pictures for four, uh, posting four pictures a day on Facebook with the consistent action, not being so tied to that action where you're not experimenting, being open to learn from everyone, including your audience. And number four is be honest with your content. Do the shit that excites you and don't adjust what you put out into the world based on others' expectations. 